I apologize in advance that this song may not be reflective of any of the services today or other things. It may be a bit distracting because it's on a totally different topic, but it's God's word, and I feel called to tell it to you. This is one of the more difficult psalms, which is one of the reasons why you don't hear much about it. It's difficult for everybody. You won't hear this being preached at Lakewood Church with Joel Osteen, but you won't hear this preach at Bob Jones under Jim Berg, if you know about him and certain things. This is a psalm that's about suffering. It's about crying to God. It can be a bit jarring to people because it has, doesn't have some things we might expect. But it's God's word, and I'll be presenting it to you. Turn in your Bibles to Psalm 88. This psalm was written by Heman the Ezraite. We don't know much about him. There are several people from the Bible who he could be. But these are his words, and some of us may know how he feels. Let's read. O Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. Free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. Selah, thou hast put mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up and cannot come forth. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Selah. Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer thy terrors, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They came round about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend hast thou put far from me and mine acquaintance into darkness. This psalm can be divided into two parts. First is a mention of his sickness whether it's mental or it's physical, we don't know. Second part is his crying out to God. His life is full of troubles. Some would consider him as dead, whether metaphorically or physically, we don't know. He's cut off from his family and friends. They consider him an abomination. He feels that God is punishing him. If everything comes from God, we know everything comes from him. He may not be punishing you, but there may be times that it feels like it. His second part is he cries to God. He asks, can the dead praise God? He suffers daily. His sufferings are all around him. He is cut off from everyone. 
This psalm may be troublesome to a lot of people for a lot of reasons. This psalm, in one sense, other than calling to God, it's entirely earthly. There's no reference to any afterlife that we would know. But, in a sense, the dead can't praise God, whether saved or damned. There's plenty of things that we can do while we're here to praise God, right. to do good, right. and all those other things are helping others. All those things we can't do when we're gone. That's right. Amen. So we have to do them while we're here. Some think this psalm is negative for all the bad things in here. There's no happy ending that you might expect. But this is God's word. And at times we may feel this way. Mm -hmm. I may have not have reached this point as many times as some people have, but I've been there once or twice. Some people may be feeling it right now in this congregation. Some people may feel it because they're cut off from the assembly. Some people may feel it because they are facing death or facing trouble in their life, deep trouble, dark trouble. God has a reason to be here. But there are other things that give hope. What can we learn from this psalm? First, if you're afflicted, cry to God. Amen. He'll hear you. Amen. This man cried to God. No matter how bad, don't lose faith. Amen. You may feel in the words of a poet that, that you're fed with judgment in a fleshly tomb and I'm buried above ground, but Lord, you can still cry, but you can still cry out to pray. To those nearby, don't be like the people in this psalm. If you see someone in this situation, come to help. Now, you got to know what to do. Don't just sing songs to a heavy heart. That can cause a very negative reaction, as our chemist will no doubt tell us. You can, you can reassure them. You can know what they are feeling. Feel with them. Bear another's burdens. Fulfill the law of Christ. You can feel. You may have been in physical pain like that, so you can know. You may have been in emotional pain like that, so you can know. God knows. He heard the sighs and cries of Israel in Egypt. Yeah. Right. Isaiah told us that he remembered all those things. And this is not a messianic psalm by any means, but Jesus knows. He knows the sorrows of others. He bore the people's infirmities, physical or emotional, he sorrowed with Mary and Martha over Lazarus. He sorrowed even unto death in the Garden of Gethsemane. He is able to succor us. The same poet who wrote those words I cited earlier also wrote these words. The saints should never be dismayed nor sink in helpless fear. For when they least expect his aid, the Savior will appear. Amen. Next, we're going to sing some words by that poet, William Cooper. And I hope... That helps lighten the mood from this song. 